Good afternoon. I'm Camina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. Several local government units and schools suspended work and classes today due to a nationwide transport strike. Jeepney operators and drivers are protesting government's modernization program, calling it anti-poor. A transport group, however, clarifies it is not against modernizing the country's transport system, only the expensive requirements. The government, on the other hand, insists it will not bow down to protests. President Rodrigo Duterte's spokesperson, Salvador Panelo, asserts government is determined to upgrade the country's transport system. Malacanang warns government will cancel the franchises of public utility vehicle operators and drivers who will break the law during today's demonstrations. Eight inmates from the New Belibid prison have brought the first legal challenge to the revised implementing rules and regulations of the Good Conduct Time Allowance, or the GCTA law, in their petition filed before the Supreme Court. The inmates question the provisions that exclude recidivists, habitual delinquents, escapees, and heinous crime convicts from the law's coverage. The inmates argue these provisions go beyond the law and are tantamount to executive legislation because these exclusions were not in the text of the law itself. They also want to declare as void the transitory provision creating a distinction among beneficiaries before and after the effectivity of the amended GCTA law. Manila's Justice and Interior Departments drafted a new set of rules to avoid misinterpretations of the law following the wrongful release of heinous crime convicts. The revised implementing rules and regulations take effect this week. The Philippine National Police has pulled out the 15 police escorts of Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency Chief Aaron Aquino. The PNP says the recall was necessary as police personnel are needed to secure the upcoming Southeast Asian Games. Remember, uh, we need thousands of personnel there to secure the candidates. No? At uh, nag-start na yung mga practices and all dun sa Clark uh, Economic Zone. Temporarily, I already uh, uh, directed uh, PRO3 to at least give at least temporary uh, detail uh, kahit na apat lang. Police Chief Oscar Albayalde denies Aquino was singled out, noting that the recall covers all government officials and security escorts. Speaking to DZMM Monday morning, Aquino said his police escorts have been reinstated following a direct order from President Duterte himself. Napakataas ng threat ko, death threat ko. And uh, hindi ako makakagalaw pag nirecall nila. Hindi ko alam po kung uh, anong rason, bakit nila nirecall. Pero nakausap ko, nagkaroon ako ng pagkakataon, nakausap ko ka last week si Presidente. I requested the President na kung ano yung nangyari. At sinabi ko sa kanya kung pwede kong maibalik yung security. At sinabi niya naman through Bongo na ibalik yung security ko. Well, there have been reports of a rift between the Philippine National Police and the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency over the so-called ninja cops or police officers who resell confiscated narcotics. President Duterte will travel to Russia this week. His second visit to the country since assuming the presidency. Willard Chang gives us an overview of the ties between Manila and Moscow ahead of Mr. Duterte's trip. Here's his report. 
Despite more than 40 years of diplomatic relations, engagement between the Philippines and Russia is relatively small compared to ties with other big countries like the United States and China. Russian engagement in the region is not as significant as well. Even if Russia is a member of the East Asia Summit and a dialogue partner of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, political science professor Herman Kraft points out, Russia has not been as active as in Central Asia and European affairs. Ang Russia, no, uh, lagi niya sinasabi na Pacific power siya. Uh, kung isipin mo nga, tignan mo yung, yung uh, geografiya niya, no? Uh, malaking parte ng Russia ay nasa from Central Asia hanggang sa Pacific. No? Um, kaya lang yung engagement niya dito sa parting ito ng mundo, hindi ganun ka, uh, kalaki. Uh, mas, mas may kita natin na uh, may ilan siyang bilateral relations na inaalagaan niya kaysa yung involvement niya sa multilateral uh, arrangement sa region na ito. Relations with the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics were established in 1976 when President Ferdinand Marcos visited the USSR. Relations were carried on by the Russian Federation when the USSR collapsed. Recent leaders' visits were limited to President Gloria Macapagal Arroyo's attendance to an economic forum in 2009 and President Benigno Aquino III's attendance to the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in Vladivostok in 2012. Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev visited Manila in 2015 to attend the APEC leaders' meeting, where an agreement on the establishment of the Joint Commission on Trade and Economic Cooperation was signed. President Rodrigo Duterte's visit in 2017, cut short by the Marawi siege, marked efforts to forge closer ties with Moscow. Mr. Duterte has confessed admiration for the Russian strongman. This saw an increase in high-level visits and trade. A number, while small, is already considered significant. Yung mga binabanggit nilang estimates, kahit na parang percentage-wise, parang uh, percentage-wise, anlaki, no? Actually, dahil nagsisimula yun sa talaga napakababang base, no? Kaya kahit doblihin mo ang uh, a little over 100 million or a little over uh, less than 200 million, no? Uh, 200 million US dollars, no? Ng, uh, ng exports, no? Um, Maliit pa rin siya kung kiyahambing natin doon sa ibang mga major uh, uh, trade partners natin. Moscow is hoping to diversify trade with Manila. Russia also expressed openness to supply the Philippines with weapons, conduct joint drills and transfer relevant defense technologies. Our country is committed to help the Philippines to increase your defense capabilities. And I'm sure that uh, by, by combining joint efforts, of course, we'll do it. President Duterte's meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin will be their fourth, where they will also exchange views on regional and global issues. Several bilateral agreements are also expected to be signed. The president will also meet with the Filipino community, deliver a lecture, and address a think tank group on the topic of world order. Foreign Affairs Secretary Teodoro Loxin Jr., Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez, Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez, and Defense Secretary Delphine Lorenzana are joining the delegation. Willard Cheng, ABS-CBN News. Typhoon Onyok slows down and keeps its strength as it moves northwestward over the Philippine Sea. We've just said that a while ago. Let's get more details from forecaster Chris Perez now from State Weather Bureau Pag-asa. He joins us on the line. Chris, go ahead. 
Uh, good afternoon, Carmina. Yes, we are currently monitoring Typhoon Onyok, and even though it is not yet expected to make landfall to any part of the country, it is expected to bring some light to moderate to occasionally heavy rains over the Batanes area. Meanwhile, the Ilocos uh, Norte area, Apayao, and Cagayan, including the Babuyan group of islands, will experience a scattered rain showers and thunderstorms. We are reminding the general public, especially those that are living over the Batanes and the Babuyan group of islands, which are currently under tropical cyclone wind signal number one, to be alert against possible flash floods and landslides. Moreover, the seaboards of northern Luzon and the eastern seaboard of central and southern Luzon are expected to experience rough to very rough sea conditions as much as possible. Stay away from especially those uh, small sea crabs and uh, fishing boats are not allowed to go out or venture over those parts of the sea. Now, if uh, Onyo continues to move northwest at about 20 kilometers per hour, we're expecting this one to exit the northern boundary of the Philippine Air Responsibility tonight. We will continue to provide a four, uh, six-hourly update. The next severe weather bulletin will be issued at 5 p.m. this afternoon. That's the latest from the Pagasa Weather Forecasting Center. I'm Chris Perez reporting for ANC. Chris Perez to you and the rest of the team there. Thanks a lot. Back here in the newsroom, today is the last day of voter registration for the upcoming village elections. The Philippine Elections Commission says there will be no extension of the registration period. The poll body's spokesperson, James Jimenez, says they expect last-minute applicants to beat today's deadline. The poll body notes the turnout of applicants for voter registration has exceeded expectations, with some 2.5 million applicants recorded as of last week. The Ateneo Blue Eagles again proved why they're the UAAP's two-time defending men's basketball champions by sweeping the first round of the tournament. Ateneo went 7-0 in round one, culminating in an 89-63 demolition of current second-placer, the UP Fighting Maroons. So far, the Blue Eagles have defeated their opponents by an average of 16 points per game, tops in the league. The loss dropped the Maroons to 5-2 and two and ended their four-game winning run. Meanwhile, the race for the third and fourth seats in the final four is turning into a tight one as UST, Adamson, FEU, and De La Salle are bunched up in the middle of the team standings. A new leading MVP candidate in the UAAP season 82 has emerged. USD's double-double machine Soleimani Chabio topped the statistical points race after the first round with 82.71 statistical points. Chabio is the leading or leading the UAAP in both scoring and rebounding with average of 19.86 points and 15.29 rebounds. Right behind the USD center is Ateneo's big man and reigning MVP, Angel Kwame, who ranks in the top 10 in scoring, rebounding, and steals, and leads the league in shot blocks with nearly five a game. Routing out the top five in the MVP race are the Maroons' front court tandem of Bright Aquete and Kobe Paras and UE center Alex Jacquete. In motorsports, Mercedes takes a 1-2 victory at the Russian Grand Prix as they make it six in a row in Sochi. 
Lewis Hamilton finished first as he also bagged a bonus point for fastest lap of the race. The victory was the 82nd of Hamilton's career and ninth of the season, leaving him nine short of Michael Schumacher's all-time record of 91. Teammate Valtteri Bottas finished second, while Ferrari's Charles Leclerc was third. Just an incredible job for all the guys here this weekend, not giving up, trying new things, pushing forward, always trying to be innovative and, uh, and just never giving up, you know, and, and that um, makes me incredibly uh, inspired. And so it's just incredible to have this result today, considering how quick they were off the start. Just keeping up with them was a real, <laughs> incredibly hard task. Northern Irishman Jonathan Rhea clinches a record fifth consecutive World Superbikes title. The 32-year-old Rhea did just enough to stave off a challenge from closest pursuer Alvaro Bautista of Spain. Rhea, who rides for Kawasaki, is the first rider to secure five championship victories in Superbikes history. I can't quite believe it. It's um, it's been an incredible year so far, um, a, a year of never giving up. You know, believing in myself, believing in my bike, believing in my crew, believing in my method, and stuck to it. And <clears throat> it, after the four races, it was so tough to to keep turning up when we knew that it was going to be so difficult to win. But in the mid-season, we turned things around, and um, you know, I've not so many words right now because I really didn't expect this today. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.